and welcome to Play to the Whistle. Another Euro 2020 roundup for day five. Um, there's only two games today, so it's Portugal against Hungary and France against Germany. And I'm joined with Theo today. How are you doing? Good, man. Very, very good, actually. Very good. Some good games today as well. Yeah, very saying? good games, man. Yeah, yeah, very good games. Um, start, obviously, with the Portugal against Hungary game with a packed stadium, which was uh, strange good to, to see. see. man. No, it was good. But good to see. But good to yeah. see. Um, yeah, what was your thoughts on that game? Yeah, you know what? It was... Um... It was strange because I feel like Portugal made hard work of an easy job in some aspects. I think, obviously, you look at the team sheet, they've got they've got players on like, in all departments. Um, Semedo, Pepe, Diaz, Fernandes, um, Diego Jota, Ronaldo, Bernardo Silva. You could name the whole team sheet. It should be that hungry team with ease. Um, I think in the first half, they had a lot of chances, Portugal. Um, Jota for one um, but you can't take away from the class that is Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo like he's just world class um, people will probably say that he didn't really turn up for 80 minutes which is probably true but it doesn't matter because he still scores the penalty and a bit of brilliance to score the second goal as well so um, I, I think it's obviously it's a group of death for the, for the reason that it is you know obviously France and Germany in that group as well but um, hungry, hungry, done well. I, I think it was just a, um, it was Orban, was it his name? Orban, the, the defender that was obviously at fault for the first goal and they gave away the penalty. Um, yeah. But I thought they done well. I thought they defended really well for parts of the game. Um, didn't have the ball, and when they didn't have it, you know they they dropped back. They were compact. They made sure that there wasn't there wasn't much space for Portugal um, throughout the game, but. Listen, Portugal deserved as well. You look at the score sheet, 3 0, doesn't really tell a, a, a true reflection of the game, does it? No, um, I thought, yeah, I have to credit Hungary as well for the way that they played. Um, I don't know, there was, there was some weird kind of, um, can't remember what journalists I saw on Twitter, but people trying to have a go at them for the way they played. But I think we touched on it, touched on it yesterday. Um, if you're going to come against a team like that, and you don't have a lot of, you know, threats and big players. You've kind of got to be resolute, compact, be hard to beat, and then hope you you kind of nick something on a set piece or on a counter. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Portugal made hard work of it as well, and it was it was interesting to watch them in the first half. They looked really um, disjointed, and they lack chemistry from the play- from the starting lineup that they had. It's all kind of. It was in a weird, in a weird way. I was, it reminded me of watching United, mm. and um, they kind of had like Bernardo Silva was kind of like playing, like trying to play and play one twos and trying to build play, and then you had kind of like Bruno Fernandez and Jota just doing their own thing. Mm. And um, there's moments where you're looking at Jota, in particular the chance that he had and he should have passed it to Ronaldo. Just, just little things like that where. You know, obviously it got disallowed tonight, but, you know, there's an example in the France game where Mbappe doesn't shoot, he passes it to Benzema and it's a goal, even though it got disallowed. And it's just little things like that. And, you know, there was, there was a moment where Bruno, you know, he could pass it, he shoots, but he does that for United sometimes as well. And I feel as though maybe for the next game for them, 
I think maybe one of them needs to be dropped to the bench and then just to mm. get the balance right for the team and it will help them going forward. But look, we know obviously Ruben Diaz, Pepe was solid at the back for them. Um, I liked Rafael Guerrero, man. I thought he was really good going forward. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant yeah. performance. Even before the goal, I thought he showed intent. Um, he always gave an option down the left. I thought Semedo was a touch wasteful sometimes, but he, he was he was decent overall as well. But yeah, I agree. They made hard work of it, man. Yeah, and I think, um, like I mentioned before, obviously Ronaldo, is, I think he's 106 goals now in yeah. 170 odd appearances. I can't remember the figure off the top of my head, yeah. but... Um, 36 years old. Yeah, man. I think he's, what, four goals or three or four goals off the, the record. And I think he got a record tonight anyway with the most goals in a European competition in the Euros. Yeah, five. Yeah, um, he's he's top goal scorer in Euros history and it's the fifth championship that he scored in. And that's incredible because you think there's some players that, that they get to the tournaments and, you know, they, they have prolific all season and they can't do it. And then they're quiet. You know, someone like mm. Quiet. And then someone like him now has done that five tournaments in a row. Mm. Makes you feel old as well because, you know, remember his first, <laughs> his first tournament in 2004 and, you know, Four, he's still yeah, going man. now. But, yeah, yeah. yeah he, we, we, we've watched his rise, and we've watched his rise, and yeah. now we're watching the 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 glory kind of the the back end of his career now, which yeah, is good definitely. to see as well. Yeah, and look, it's you know he refined his game. He more or less just plays between the eighteen yard line now, and he's that's that's just his game now. He's a centre forward, a bit more like a a poacher. So you're gonna go disappearing in games, but if you get the job done, you get the job done. So. I think with Ronaldo, he, he can afford to go missing for 70, you know, 60, 70 minutes in a game. Because I think we spoke about it the other night that he only needs one chance, two chances, and he scores them. And yeah. he proved that tonight. Okay, one was a penalty, but it was a penalty. So, do you know what I mean? Regardless, he was wrong sided. The defender was wrong side. And the other goal, you got to give that as, that, you know, it's a bit of skill to do that. You know great what I mean? goal. It's, great goal. You know, um, so uh, for me, I wanted to ask you um, in terms of Portugal, watching the France-Germany game tonight as well, do you see them doing anything against, I think they've got Germany next Portugal, um, the 19th. So can you see them doing anything to after tonight? Can you see them getting out of that group without having to rely on third place? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the funny thing about it is like, Sometimes before you watch, sometimes before these tournaments start, you look at like the players or you look at the squad list and you think of what you're expecting in your head. But in reality, Portugal play like that in tournaments. They're you know they're hard to beat. They don't really concede a lot of goals and they nick they they'll nick the winners. And yeah, I, I think they'll have too much for Germany if that's their next game. I think they beat Germany and they'll get through on six points because. The only thing I'll change, or not change, but the good thing that they have, Germany got this too, but they've got a good bench. They've got players that can come on complete different options that can change the game for them. As Sanchez did well for the penalty when he came on, that aggressive drive, like pick up the ball and then run and drive at the defence of it, then lay on for mm-hmm. Rafael Silva. So they've got options, man. And even if it don't look pretty, they, I, feel, I still think they'll get the job done against Germany. Yeah, and yeah, Felix never even made a didn't get a uh, game today. That's um, what I'm Ruben Nevers, I've got a game today as well. 
That's what they're, good, they're, they're good players, man. I think yeah. Yao Matino came on, but it was like 90 minutes. It was like stoppage yeah. time when he came on. So, and yeah. like you said, um, Sanchez played really well. I thought he, yeah. he impressed me when he came on because he, he brought something different to the team. Um, yeah. Not saying that he changed the game, but he definitely brought something di- different to the team. Same with um, yeah. Rafa Silva as well. I was impressed with him when he came on. That's what, that's what, that's what I was saying. And even if you look at like, the team that he started with, don't personally, I don't think they needed Danilo and Carvalho. I feel like they could have maybe played Sanchez from the start with one of those. We know Hungary wasn't going to really play today. Maybe you need both of them against France. I don't think you need both against Hungary. No disrespect to Hungary. But yeah, he came on, he done well. And I like Rafael Silva's directness and running. Though I, I must say, I thought Bernardo Silva actually had a good game. If me personally, Personally, I might have taken off Jota. I thought he was wasteful today. And I think his decision-making wasn't wasn't great either. But, yeah, man, they've, they've got a lot of options, man. They're definitely going to be a threat in this competition. Do, do you see this the end for Hungary then? Obviously, losing today. They've got some big games. Obviously, they've got France next, I think, after, after um, today's game as well. So, do you see this being almost like a, almost like a Scotland? You know, they've got a, rely on a lot of things to go there in their favour yeah 100% man because look I've, I've got to give them credit for the game plan they nearly executed but at the same time they've done it for 80 minutes and still lost 3-0 so I, I just feel like <laughs> I feel like that's 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 going to be the rest of the competition for them you know I don't see them yeah. look maybe they get a goal you know maybe give the fans something to cheer about but yeah I could see another I can see that happening two more times now. Mm, no, I agree, man. Let, let, let's move over to um, France, Germany, because I think that was a, you know, that game kind of reminded me if it was a club competition game, it would have reminded me of maybe like a old school Real Madrid, Barcelona kind of big game. Do you know what I mean? It was like kind of end to end. Yeah, yeah, it end delivers. to end. I think it's mad. I was looking at the stats before and I think Germany had... I think it was 62% possession, 38 for France. And yep. watching the game, you wouldn't probably think that, well, for me anyway, I wouldn't think that it was the, would no. be the case. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously France were obviously more useful in terms of what the possession that they had rather than Germany. Yeah. But what, what what was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I thought, it was a, I thought it lived up to the billing, man. It was a great game. It was played at a great tempo as well. Um, once Germany got themselves going, they started moving the ball really quick. The uh, wing-backs started to get up the pitch, but they started to play once they went a goal down. But it's a bit like um, the goal that we saw. Um, oh, what game was it? The cross against the own goal before. What other game have you seen the own goal in? Um, the Poland game. Not Szczesny. Szczesny's not, wasn't that? No, not that one. The other one. But you got a gamble anyway, so... Like flashes across. Hummels can't goes. really do anything there. I think he's. I think he just doesn't get his feet correct too quick, does he? He's, he's too slow. Yeah. So yeah, feet. you could have. It's not a lot you could do in that situation, but he's under severe pressure because if he leaves it, Mbappe is going to tap it in. So it was a great pass by Pogba, a good switcher play. Um, they were they were comfortable in until they got that goal, and then obviously Germany. 
look, Germany's quality, they've got quality players everywhere. Eventually, they're going to come into the game and have their spell. And when they had it, they dominated the game. Um, France kind of rode it well for most of that period of time. And it was always, as you said, it was always a threat on the counter. Mm. Thing, like I've said in the last few days, if you're setting up to soak up pressure, you got to have the out, you know, the out ball. They had that in Benzema and they had it in Mbappe and um, much as Germany had to push forward, you know, they, was, they left themselves wide open for the counter, but that's always going to happen once you go a goal down. But I thought it was a really good game, man. And obviously, I've got to mention Angolo Kante, man, because he, he was... In fact, no, let me let me mention two players for France tonight. Pogba for the pass for the ball, because that was... But I, what I like about this team, and I've always said it, is that um, they've, just, they've just got good balance everywhere, man. Can play yeah, several yeah. different formations. I think that pretty much today was a diamond in midfield. Um, Rabbit was all right as well. He gave the gave the midfield balance, but Pogba and Kante were amazing today, mm. and they they kind of ran the game for France. But I'd say from a def- really defensive from a defensive point, of view, I thought Benzema and um, Griezmann excellent for France as well because they kind of just led from the front man. Like they worked yeah, extremely yeah. hard. Like and when you see your forwards working hard like that, yeah, no one else in the team can really like lack. Or start slacking off. So they, they, they all played really well, man. They worked hard. And one thing, and we saw it in the World Cup, I remember when they beat Belgium in similar fashion. Like Belgium had a lot of the ball, but none of the guys switched off. They all worked hard. You know, even Loris. I thought Loris played well as well. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. You did, man. It's funny, yeah, because there's a lot of men for France that play completely different when they come to France compared to when they're playing would, there for the. Would you say Pop was one of them? Yeah, Loris, Pogba, even Mbappe, he works slightly harder than he does for PSG. For, for PSG, walks, yeah, I know. He walks that. about, walks about a lot for PSG. Goes for a stroll in the park, but when he's when he's playing for France, no, it's the truth. You say Bolton, no, he's you say yeah. Bolton down the pitch, different. isn't it? I see it. Yeah, yeah, different. But, um, <laughs> also, look, do you know what that is? Maybe for Loris and Pogba as well. I think maybe you know it's the manager demanding higher standards, so playing with better players there's better players everywhere you know so maybe it's a bit I of kind that. of feel like we, we I feel like we got to see the popper that we're used to seeing and we have seen at times at United as well um, also yeah. also he's playing centre mid so yeah it's different where, it's different yeah it's he's different. playing where he should different. be not out it's on the left yeah, yeah of course it's different but I, I do I do think that suited him a lot more tonight as well I think he was probably arguably the best player, if not Angola Kante, but one of the best players on the pitch tonight. But um, what was your thoughts on VAR in in terms of the the goal? Because Mbappe scored probably arguably another brilliant goal in the tournament, but then it got ruled offside as well. Um, They're both tight, but they're both, I think they're both fair calls, to be honest. I think, you know, you know what I think of VAR, man. I feel like if they, if it gets it right, even though it's tight, man, they get it right in it. And, um, that's one of them, man. I'm too mad about the decisions, really. It's a great goal, though, that he scored. Um, Mbappe, yeah. I've, I feel as though they're quite they're tight. And the second one, the Benzema goal, weren't that tight. 
well, it actually was his shoulder, wasn't it, or something like that? But yeah, 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 I think I think they were both offside. I think looking at like social media and Twitter and that, people were like, oh, obviously, you know, we've got to get VR VR right. But I think they did, and I think they have done yeah. it in the tournament so far. I think if it's offside, call it offside. If it's not, then play on. But I think so yeah. far they've got it right, spot on. But um, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um, there was another one earlier on, I think, in the Hungary game, but he was offside as well. So yeah, know. it was miles but, offside yeah, think- though as well. Yeah, so I think they've I think they've done all right with it to be honest. With I think the only thing with Germany played well. Um, I feel like they they showed France a bit too much respect at the start. See, France have got world class players, but so have Germany, and I think they should have woken up before the goal. They was at home from fans, and they just didn't do enough. I feel you know at the start but they, when they came into the game they done well but yeah they could have done a little bit little bit better mm. and obviously before the game before the the um the France Germany game today there was obviously talk about Benzema Olivier Giroud Mbappé all of that kind of uprest within the camp as well so yeah. it didn't seem to affect any of the players obviously tonight but do you think that's something that is going to affect the players during the tournament if that carries on if it's true, yeah. we don't even know if it's true, but if it's true that there is unrest in the camp. No, it's true because he was, I think it's true because he came out and spoke about it, didn't he, Mbappe, in a press conference. But I feel as though, I think Deschamps is very, he's very, he's brutal when he handles these kind of situations, isn't he? I think that's why Rabiot and Benzema was, haven't been with the squad for so long because he just doesn't take these situations kindly. So, and I think he's a clever manager as well. He sides side with the better players or the informed players. So look, Giroud's not played all like for most of the season. He's been riding the bench for Chelsea, and the, the other two have had really good seasons. I think you're just going to see more of the other two, unless France are in some extreme situation where they really need a goal. Then I don't really think we'll see Giroud. To be quite honest, at this competition, I think even today he takes off Benzema. But he brings on Tolisso, but then he brings on Usmane Dembele. So, you know, he didn't even turn to him today. So, I, I, I'd be quite surprised. Yeah, he, made, he, he made his subs late as well. I think he made his, yeah. he made his subs at like 89 minutes as well. Yeah, and I, I'd be quite surprised if you, if, if you see Giroud play, to be honest. Maybe if they win the first two games like and he decides to, play, to shake the pack. Yeah, but I think if he does make that decision then I think he's you know he's already made that kind of choice but not by the changes today but they're just the informed guys and unless they really need a goal I don't see him playing yeah no I agree with you because I think obviously you bring in Benzema back into the fold as well after everything that's happened you're almost not expected to play him, but you've got to use yeah. him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's he, it. And, and, and he's had a good season as well. Not not just because of that reason, but he's had a very good season for Real Madrid. So, And he played well today. Yeah, yeah, and Griezmann and Mbappe, they've had good seasons. So yeah. you you understand why. I think it was play. a bad stat today. There's a, I think, I think it's, yeah, Griezmann's played every game since 2016. Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy. Especially with but, what happened at the weekend. Um, yeah. with Christian Eriksen but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy man but um, 
yeah, there's some some interesting games coming up tomorrow that obviously we'll we'll talk about in in more depth. I think obviously Turkey Wales, that's a big game. Um, Five p.m. Before that, there's Finland Russia Russia, um, and Italy Switzerland, which is a very big game. So we've kind of come back again to Group A, I think. Um, so there's some big games coming up tomorrow. Yeah, but really good games. Should be some good games. And it's, it's, when you get to the second round of fixtures in, in, in the group stages, the handbrakes come off. The teams that are lost now have to take more risk. They've got to have a go. Or the team, Even the teams that draw, like drawn their first game. So usually the second round is always quite like interesting games. Yeah. And I think- so hopefully we get that tomorrow. Yeah, I think obviously the big game for me that stands out is the Italy Switzerland game. Um Italy impressed me obviously the first first game um yep. against Turkey. Wales have got it all to do. <laughs> so they if they if they lose to, to tomorrow obviously that's them done. So um yeah, we'll have to see man, but yeah. interesting interesting games coming up. So we'll be back tomorrow with some more more content but as always you can follow us on at the PTTW podcast on Instagram Twitter uh, we've got our YouTube channel there as well so like subscribe comment all of that stuff as well um, contact us interact with us on um, Twitter and Instagram as well um, but yeah we're going to be back tomorrow reviewing all the games again day what will it be day six tomorrow yeah. so yeah man thanks for listening to day five um yeah we're back again tomorrow man so yeah thanks for listening